Oh, it's only one of my ears. Is there a reason why it's only one ear? Are you hearing it only one ear? Yeah. It's, it's only one ear. It's because of my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the people at home are sure loving it. Hey, is this the... Just put it into one side. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. put it in one side. Just put it in one. Just, just listen out of your right ear. That's all you need. Or your left ear if you turn your headphones around. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we can go longer than fifteen seconds on this. Features. Yeah, nobody's gonna have a problem with it. We can go double the amount because it's only in one ear. There you go. Well, you know? yeah, fifteen so, seconds per side. Fifteen seconds per side, and add it in to one side. Yeah. So, yeah. The podcast oh. with the most. Podcast with the host. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Oh. Man, it gets me so hype. Hey everybody, welcome so back. So hyped by that song. That's a spider brain. Hey everybody. That was what good. is it? Episode one forty-seven. Seven, maybe. That's what I was gonna say. Sounds right. We'll find out. Oh uh, boy. Got a few things to talk about. Got a top five list. Well, I got this phone. Okay, so uh, Amy got a new phone. So I took the old phone. Yeah. And now it only has one channel apparently on the headphones. It's 148. Whatever. We're coming up on that 150th. You said I do that live. You got to test out that live feed thing. All right, what were you saying about your phone? Your phone didn't work last week either. We had to use my phone. It was because it was this phone. Yeah. I said something to Amy. You gypped me. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Yeah. What are you trying to do? Why sell me Sell me a bill of goods. Yeah. <laughs> She said, "Oh no, it works. It it Apparently works. Apparently, it doesn't. Well, so it so it worked fine up until the time where, where you, you got it, where where I where I got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, hang on. So you got the case on there right now? Yeah, there's a case on. No, I tried it without. Well, it could be too that that YouTube video is. It's not. It's everything. It is okay. Yeah. Well, have you tried cleaning out that spot that like I told you to? I didn't clean it out, but I clean it out. I twisted around. Yeah. And there's no crackle or anything. There's no sign of uh, like yeah, a connection or anything. I guess I can clean it out. Clean still. that out. Okay. So that's I'll, the that's the first step. That, 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 that's the first thing you should. That do. Everybody says, you know, clean clean out the yeah. Clean it out. Yeah. Okay. I that's think what they say. I think I've been had. No, come on. Okay, so we got some random stuff to talk about. You want to do that first? Yeah, let's do it first for sure. Did we talk about this NECA ambassador program on here? Did we talk about this? No, I don't remember that. I thought we did. Maybe I'm, I get confused now because on the weekends I'm in the shop and I talk about this kind of stuff. And yeah. then I think I talked about it on the show. Yeah. Or I don't think I talked about it on the show, and I think I talked about it at the shop. It'd be a lot easier on me if you just carry a recording device yeah. while you're at the shop. That's what I should do. And then we'll just put that up. And then just interject you every once in a while going, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Just those kind of responses. Perfect. It worked out great. Perfect. Uh, or you can just come out and hang out the shop on the weekends the entire day. I could do that. And we could just record the entire time we're there. Have an eight-hour podcast. That's a great idea. Uh, Okay. So NECA Ambassador Program. I don't know if you can tell, but lately I've been kind of, eh, with NECA. Ever since the Turtles thing. They've been making some changes and doing some, they've been making some moves that really I'm not a big fan. Should be criticized. And I think a lot of times they, they have this holier-than-thou kind of thing going on with different toy companies sometimes it feels like. Hmm. Like when they're on their Twitter feed and stuff like that, they kind of, I can't remember what the example was, but they said one of the other day, and it was just like, that's kind of rude. Where they, they had insulted some other toy company somehow. But I, I just feel hmm. like it's, they're they're almost becoming 
a little bit of ego, it feels like. Well, they are one of the best toy companies. They are. I, and I, I love their product. I really do. Yeah. I just don't like... The whole Turtles thing really soured well, me that was, quite a bit. That was crappy. But this is the other thing that's going on right now. Okay, the NECA Ambassador Program. Are you, are you checking out? Is this... I'm just watching the sounds. You go ahead and do. You go ahead and talk. Okay, is it too low? You think? You could stand to bring it a little closer to. Uh, I'll tell you what. Again? Stay where you are. I'll control okay. it from here. Go ahead. Okay, so the NECA Ambassador Program. They started this thing because Target has NECA product now, right? Okay. So they. I, I don't know if they are still having reps go to these places. I think they are. I'm not definitely sure, but I'm. I think it's the same deal as Toys R Us where a rep stocks the NECA section at Target. So they're starting this NECA Target Ambassador Program. And I, I might have this wrong. I mean, this is what I remember from when I read when the whole thing started, where you submit a Target that you're willing to go to every single week on a certain day and take a picture of the NECA section and post it so they can see what the section looks like. And they will randomly select people to get prizes but you have to be willing to go every single week and take pictures of this this, this display for them, which kind of feels to me like you're working for them yeah. on the chance well, that you might win something. Yeah. It sounds like work. Like it yeah. sounds like if they do have reps, it sounds like you maybe your rep should be doing that, that the rep should be going to the store and seeing it stocked and not counting on fans going for you and treating it like, like the ambassador and you're, you're doing this, you're part of the team and yeah. you might win something. And it's more like, yeah, we just want you to go work for us. We want you to go work for free and go and check and see how the, the stock is and take a picture of it. So we can know if our reps are doing their jobs or not. Yeah. That's so if you go, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there's one person per location. That's yeah. So go. a bunch of people submitted, I guess for locations and then they picked these people to be that locations ambassador. Okay. And that person goes every single week and checks the stock. So when you compete for a prize, you're competing for a prize with many other locations. Many other locations. So Cincinnati might not get any. You might not get anything. You might not get anything. Yeah. All the people in Cincinnati might not get something. Because somebody in Milwaukee got it. Because they got it. Hmm. I don't know how many prizes they do and how often they do it, but it was very much a, wow, that sounds like a lot of work for the chance you might get something. I guess if you're going anyway, if you go every Wednesday or something to look at Target, I guess it's not a big deal, but it does feel like you should be doing that yourselves. Like you have reps to do that, right? That's what the reps do. You're the ones selling toys. You're the we're, ones selling toys. We're the ones that, you know. Are and just maybe if, if the person does it every single week, you could accrue points and then use those points to buy NECA product. Yeah. Instead of it being like a thing where it's, you might win something, keep going, you might get something. That feels like, okay, well, you're putting asking people, it's not a contest anymore. It's, it's, just, it's, a work it's just a job at the chance to get a prize. Yeah. Like you may never get anything. You may go again and again and again and again and never get a single thing. How about just you get a figure a yeah. month or something? How like about, that? yeah, you get points. Yeah. Like every time you go, you get a point. I like that idea. Like once you get point enough system. points, then you can get something from the NECA ambassador you know, website or the NECA ambassador catalog or something. I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds like that's a lot of work, but at the same time, you're asking people to do a lot of work for you for nothing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, what you got? Who knows? Who knew? Who knew? I, I didn't know. Well, uh, okay. So I made a, I made a Joe Bonamassa custom figure. I saw figure. that. Okay. Yeah. So I made it for, it was a commission for another guy um, that I kind of know. 
And uh, he went to the concert and he had meet and greet passes. So he took the figure back and Joe Bonamassa signed it for him. Right. And then he said that he just he loved it and he had to have one. And could he buy could he pay me to do one? Whoa. So this guy said, yeah, yeah, we can work that out. And as they hung out or as the night went on. Uh, he just kept going on about it and he loved it so much. I guess that this guy gave him the one you made, the one that I made for him. Yeah. I saw the post from him on Facebook. Yeah. So Joe Bonham also posted on Facebook and, um, and I guess this figure, he has an office where he has all of his guitars on display and like this museum type thing. Well, my figure is going there. That's really great. That's awesome. I don't listen to him. I'm not, you know, I don't know anything about him, but he is, Got a big following. Got he's big following. he's like one of the best guitar players, I guess, in the world. And he's been in on the, the world. He's been on the Simpsons. Whoa! You know, I don't That's know if cool, it was dude. his voice, but his it sounds like you're gonna be making Simpsons figures next. Him. It might be. So here's so here's watch the, out, playmates. So here's the conundrum. So this guy wanted me to make one a replacement for him. Yeah. And then on Bonamassa's uh, Instagram account, there were probably twenty or thirty people that were all like. Hey, I want one of these. Can, Whoa. Where, how can I get one of these? People are like directly asking me. So, um, I used the face man from the A team. Yeah. Figure. Yeah. And as the base. The figure's getting tough to find. Uh, there's one on eBay and it's $90. Yeah. They're tough to find. So, <laughs> man, we had some at the shop. When? When's when first the, opened up. Oh, man, please. I'll look. I'll look through the bin and see if there's one in there still. If you could find one, you know, I'll that'd look. be pretty cool. But, um, there was one in the $4 bin. I can't remember yeah. for sure if it was in there last time I dug through there, yeah. but there was one there. Whatever happens, you know, pretty cool. Yeah. That that's still way cool. That's where that ended up. And See, I wonder where... If, you if I'd have known that he was going to get it, honestly, I probably would have put a little more time. I would have done a one-night custom. Hey, it looked good, uh, man. It was all carded up. Pretty good. I, does, at that point, too, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't card, really matter once it, it's carded. The card sells it. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have to worry about the paints, uh, paint on the. Although some people, some like people that. were calling me out on there. They're like, "Oh man, they did a job on those glasses," you know, because I had to sculpt the glasses on there. I'm like, "Well, it's it's a custom figure. It's pretty small. Yeah, for one, two, yeah. you know exactly who it is. I'm just yeah. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make well, an actual that, pair of Ray Bans. Yeah, and, and you didn't know it was going to him either. Right. I didn't you know? plan on anybody really seeing it. Yeah. Um. But anyway. That was the highlight of my week, I guess. That's cool. Just have a piece of my work, you know. Yeah. Uh, pretty somebody. awesome, dude. And, and he seemed like he was a pretty cool guy about it. And he was like, get me to a one thirty second scale Millennium Falcon right away. And Which the means the Falcon's way too small. That's, for the that's right. Because it's Cause one. The figure's one eighteen scale. Exactly. <laughs> I, no, I, I saw I, that post. I mean, it was like, I want to correct these. Yeah, I didn't. I, I but thought, I'm not going. I to thought it. the same. I say, well, like you're going to be way too big to fit in that Falcon, buddy. Yeah. You're going to be like twice the size. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That, well, that was cool, man. I meant yeah, to talk to you about that today. It's been a busy day. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> did you see this Jeffrey toy box? Are we talking about this at all? Well, not on here. This? We haven't. It's silly. It's everybody is saying Toys R Us is coming well, back. And people well, keep well, coming well. up to me and say, oh, I heard that the Toys R Us pulled a fast one and they're coming back. And oh, I yeah, heard they that didn't pull the a fast. Us, one. No, they didn't. There's no <laughs> fast one. There is. It, it's not Toys R Us return. It's a little island in Kroger that says Jeffrey's toy box. And it's filled with all the in-house brands that were part of the Toys R Us name that didn't that didn't sell at Toys R Us. It was the stuff you ignored at Toys R Us, yeah. like Journey Girls and like it was Adventure, you know, cheapy knockoffy 
action figure lines with the military guys and stuff, which I mean, some of those were okay, but it was just, it's not, it's all just crap. You didn't want. Yeah. It's the stuff that didn't sell. It's the stuff that didn't sell. So it's, it's their way of trying to get something still out of the brand in a cheap way. And Kroger was willing to take it on as just product to have in their stores, but in no way, shape or form is it the sign that Toys R Us is coming back. It's not. Yeah. I think we now have more hope of KB coming back again than we do from this Toys R Us thing. After seeing the Jeffrey's toy box, it's a joke. It's, Je- it's Jeffrey's toy balls. Jeffrey's toy balls. <laughs> it's not even a big island either. It's, it's, it's just a seriously, was it like five foot by yeah. three foot or something like that? It's awful. It's, it makes me sad to see Jeffrey on it too. You'd rather just not see it. I'd rather just not see it. I'd rather just not see it. I'd rather just be over instead of like yeah. dragging out the carcass for something. You know, it's like I said goodbye to Toys R Us. It's over. It's a bummer. Yeah. But to see it now like plastered on this thing as if it's something, it's yeah. like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. That's awful. Speaking of which, the uh, the recent most recent episode of the Goldbergs had opened up with Adam going into a toy, toy store. store. Did you see the sequence? I did see the sequence. It, did you see the episode? I did not watch the episode. I've watched the entire first season. Yeah. I'm in the second season now. Yeah. We love the show. We watch it every single night. We watch an episode every single night. It's so good. I love it so much. I knew you would. I I love it so much. I should have, I should have been earlier on. It's okay. I know how it goes. It it is so great. Um, We crack up every episode. Barry is the best. Barry's great. Uh, You're totally right. It's a trip down memory lane. I I, I like how it jumps around. Blaze is saying this something. He's like, I don't understand the timeline here. He just went to see. Return of the Jedi. Right, right. And the next episode, Die Hard's out. I was like, well, it's like his memories. It's just like that's a random problem that memories. I kind of had at the beginning. Yeah. And the only way I could justify it was at the beginning of each episode. He says it was 1980 something. something. And you think about how your memories kind of get jumbled up as yeah. far as the timeline goes, and so it's just kind of it's just you jumps around. You just have to accept that. You accept and, it. And it's accept- random stories. And the, their ages fluctuate throughout as the show goes on. It could be, yeah. you know, season five, and they're doing an episodes based in 1983, right? Whereas there were some in this one based in 1987 or something. Right. So yeah, I, I I was quickly okay with it. I was like, okay, that's fine. You're getting you're getting funny stories and yeah. the characters, and it feels good. And plus, you're getting cool stuff that you remember interjected exactly. throughout, and that's kind of enough. And I do appreciate that a lot of times it really is vintage stuff they use in the show. The toys are the sometimes cl- they're not. The clothes are not. They're not. And sometimes the toys aren't. Sometimes like every once in a while, a toy yeah. jumps in, and it's like, oh, that's that's not the original one. But that's okay because okay. they made an effort on the other times to really get a vintage one. Yeah. Like he has a vintage Millennium Falcon, he goes and pawns it, and the guy at the pawn shop goes like, it's missing. It's it's landing struts and it's radar dish, and it was like all those things that were really missing from yeah. the the toy. I'm like, well, that's that's something they took the time to take those pieces off and name yeah. those pieces that are often missing from a Millennium Falcon. Uh, in the most recent episode, he looks in an attorney box, and I know the guy that made that reproduction box for the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. He looks in attorney. That's cool. Uh, so, I, yeah, I love the show. Uh, the new episode, he's he's just, he's walking down the toy aisle, and he looks know, like a toy uh, They do aisle. a lot of cuts to all the different toys that were there, mm-hmm. and it's that was also a trip down memory lane, and, and he's picking up a Transformer, and then the guy who works there is trying to talk him into Rock <laughs> Lords. Rock Lords, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty obscure, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're a cool. They throw, they're they're gold bots. They turn to rocks. I don't know what you're talking about, but I need to have them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they throw a lot of stuff in yeah. there for for people who really um, lived it or care about that. It's stuff. good. 
Um, okay, so what else we got? Well, we got uh, I do have uh, <laughs> the movie First Man came and went. It was about Neil Armstrong and the yeah. first landing on the moon. Didn't do anything at the box office. It didn't do anything at the box office. You don't know why? Uh, I think you know why. I think I. I think I'm guessing part of the reason why. Yeah. Uh, but I. But I have a. I have a comment on it. Yeah, the big backlash over them ta- saying they were taking out anything that identifies it as an American accomplishment. Right. So that's what. Okay, so that's what I heard, uh, and, and that's what a lot of people heard. And here's the thing, I I want to see this movie still. It looks really yeah. good. Because you're the, a communist. I am a communist. Yeah. Uh, there, no, there's um, can't even say it in jest. Yeah, I'm not a communist, but. <laughs> But uh, so the thing was, they said there's no planting the flag on the moon scene. Yeah. And they said specifically that they took that out because it's a human effort and it wasn't just an American effort. And a lot of people were upset about that because the reality was that it wasn't American, was effort. American effort. It was yeah. the space race and it was and us we won. against Russia. Yeah. And, you know, it's very much... So, but, but the thing that I don't know about the movie is, is it a deal where you go through the whole struggle of the thing and then he gets to the moon and it's this wondrous thing. And then it kind of cuts to, to credits. You know what I mean? Is it like, did we show the whole moon landing sequence and then, but the flag was oddly omitted or, or was it not? Cause all the TV spots I saw had either intentionally or accidentally shown a whole lot of American flags yeah. on the patches on the outfits. And there I was one, like there was a backlash and they were trying to, yeah. and there was one shot of the moon from kind of a distance, but you could see American yeah. flag planted on it. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know the reality. I mean, I know what the reality is. The director and Gosling both said, I mean, addressed it and said, yeah, we took, we didn't include this. Yeah. So that was on purpose. Yeah. But as far as how the movie goes, it might be okay. I don't. It just depends on how it's edited. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, you have to let me know because I won't see it. I'm, yeah. I'm too busy right now. You're too busy. I'm too busy to see movies. Things I'm to not going to spend time on a movie just to find out for sure how they treated America. You know? No, don't watch it for that I'm reason. I'm not going to do it. Uh, let me know, though. I just hope that people haven't lost interest sort of in, Based on that. in, in just our space, space program in, gener- in general and in a space wars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they've lost an interest in the Star Wars. That's for sure. <laughs> They're going um, to. It's if well, they haven't already. Uh, there's been so much talk lately about all of it and how I've got actually. Well, I've been away, so maybe I don't know. But. It's just been all over the place. As to you know, Bob Iger came out and admitted that he. I mean, he calls Episode Nine a course correction. He realizes we made mistakes, and this is a course correction. That goes against everything they've been talking about. How Last Jedi was an amazing film, and it. Filmmakers are amazing. We're giving Ryan Johnson another trilogy. We're keeping, uh, you know, Kathy, Kathleen Kennedy on board. We're very happy with how things going. And, you know, so the people that don't like it are just kind of vocal, but, you know, the majority really love the movie. If you're, if it's a course correction, if episode nine is a course correction, that means you would, something went wrong, right? Why would you, you course correct? You wouldn't course you correct. You wouldn't course, course correct if everything went right. Yeah. So that tells me that Solo and Last Jedi were not what they hoped it to be. And if you if you're using episode nine as a course correction, that would mean you're course correcting off of that story, yeah. and not off of Solo, which I, a lot of people say Solo is pretty decent. Um, but it's got unfairly diminished by people hating Last Jedi so much. Um, and there was another article I read where it said that uh, Disney has already recovered its investment 
on mm-hmm. on Star Wars. Okay. They they paid four point eight billion, and the movies have made four point ten billion. Four point ten. Yeah, but that's five. Or four point four point eight nine, or I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but either way, that you're that's the grosses of the movie. That's that's the total ticket sales. You're not taking into account the amount of money it took to make the movies or you know market the movies or any of that stuff. It's because there was an article that came out back in June that said they've made back a quarter of the amount after all the production budgets and all that stuff. The money they've actually made after their investments into making the films has only been a quarter of the four point eight. Maybe between now and June they've They've made three billion dollars somehow. They found three billion dollars. So it just it angers me when these these outlets report things and put the spin on it that makes it sound like it's this huge hit. When really what you're saying is is that all the movies have made four point eight billion, but once you take out all the money that it took to make them they have nowhere near recovered. That's like me saying, I'm going to pay you $5 for um, that bag of chips. I wish we had a bag of I'm chips. I'm going to pay you $5 for that bag of chips. Yeah. Uh, I'm then going to spend $10 marketing this bag of chips to everybody. And then they're all going to buy it and they're going to, it's going to, it's going to make $5. So that $10 I spent though, to find the people to buy the chips, that's not just gone. Just because I got five dollars from them and I gave you five dollars, well, I'm good. I'm I broke even. Yeah. No, I still have this ten dollar investment I yeah. put into marketing the chips to people that well, they're just completely ignoring. Here's the odd thing: um, why should it be expected that Disney had to make back all the money that they invested yeah. at this point? At anyway, at this point, it's only been like what? How many years now? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to make up something just to. Or, or it's. I suppose it could. A silly article. With all the people writing articles, I suppose it legitimately could just be somebody misunderstanding how, how math things works. work. But, but, but they get to, you shouldn't be. They get to write articles. Writing articles. Everybody writes an article now. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it's it. Silly. Silly um, stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I saw today, toy wise, that you'll be interested in. Tell me. Is, you know, Captain Action, I guess, has come back. Yes. And they're starting to produce outfits that fit Captain Action, either the new ones they're making, which are one Is this scale, a, a one-six scale? Okay. Or the old dolls. They can fit the old ones if you want. Dollies. They're doing one that's uh, that they said was missing from the old line, that they never gave them a space suit. Okay. So it's it's Attack on Mars, this Captain Action, like kind cool. of 50s yeah. sci-fi outfit. But they're also making the Mars Attack Martian to put on one. Oh, that's cool. So it's really neat to yeah. see this Captain Action in a space suit. And then a Mars attack Martian. Then the Mars attacks Martian looks awesome. So cool looking. Uh, Blaze told me they're also doing Madman. So, okay. so they're doing more current comic yeah. characters. They're doing Rockets here. Are you serious? Dead serious. Hey, that interests me. It's really neat looking too. It's know. a Rocketeer set to put in a Captain Action doll. Where can I get these things? Uh, I don't. They just showed it like today. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll be online or in stores or what. But I wonder yeah. what a Captain Action goes for these. Days. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I, I want to see what else they're doing. And the outfits look really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, and the Rocketeer, it, it definitely it feels like a Captain Action version of Rocketeer, but it's a great alternative to the expensive yeah, Medicom yeah. I would right say, now. Yeah, I would. Uh, um, I'm still interested. Yeah, it's much. cool looking. It's okay. really neat looking. Uh, so that's something up, to look up to. and away. Yeah. That's the Rocketeer. That is. That's his yep. phrase. Look up in the sky. Up, up and away. Yeah. yeah. It's the Rocketeer. The Rock of who? It's the Rock of World. All right, the rest of the stuff I have on here isn't really that important. So yeah. You may jump into some other stuff. 
we can get into the important. You got something stuff. on there? You got anything else? Nah, I was just gonna just gonna mention. Uh, I saw the uh, Stallone's got a new movie coming out among many others called Backtrace. He's oh, just yeah. playing like a detective, where it's the he's playing a detective. Oh yeah, and it looks like a kind of a psychological thriller type movie. It's just straight up. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look bad. But it's got Matthew Modine in it playing the. I like Matthew Modine. You like Matthew Modine? I do. I cannot. I cannot see or think about Matthew Modine without thinking about Jiminy Glick. I've got four boys, four <laughs> strapping young boys. Morgan Mason, Matthew, and Modine. Matthew and Modine. Was, Matthew and Modine. Yeah. Morgan Mason, Matthew, and Modine. Modine. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you hurt yourself doing Jiminy Glick. Okay, so that's that's all. Okay. Four Obviously, strapping young boys. The big news is the passing of Stanley. Yeah. Which we all, I mean, he's 95 years old. When his wife passed away, I already started thinking like, okay, well, this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Usually, you know, when you get that age and you've been married for so long, it's a pretty typical thing when a spouse passes that it's not long for the other one to stick around. Yeah. Um, especially with how much entwined they were. And his health started declining almost immediately afterwards. He's gone through all this legal weird stuff where people felt like they were kind of trying to take his money and he got involved in these weird different people that were kind of, there was a whole plot to like sell his blood and just really sad stuff. And I'm like, man, this is, this is becoming very sad. And I almost was, it was sad to think, but I was like, I, I almost wish he was able to just move on, you know? Yeah. Um, because this world's being like crazy with him. Uh, so he passed away, 95 years old, huge loss for pop culture to see this icon pass away, even though he's had a long life. I think especially with the cameos, yeah. It felt like he was just going to keep going yeah. forever. Um, every article I've ever read about him has talked about his interactions with fans. He's just the nicest guy, mm. um, warm and, and personable with everybody. And usually anybody that's that's had an, like a letter that they posted where they've sent something in, and he's back in the day when he used to reply to people through there before he got older and more involved in everything. Uh, they were just all just really heartwarming stories to read. Mm. Um, there is one gripe I have about a lot of these articles, though, is that they constantly say the creator of the Marvel Universe and Stanley, who created Marvel Comics, and Stanley, who created all those characters you see in the movies. And that is a little inaccurate. Now, Stan had a hand in creating a lot of things. Um, the business wouldn't be what it is without the way he guided Marvel Comics and his uh, ability to bring comics into different mainstream audit to mainstream audiences and the way he fought for comics. Um, but as far as creating the Marvel universe, that's a real detriment to the guys that the, yeah, it's a were there with him. Yeah, you know, a, that's Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby and Wally Wood and all those guys had just as much hand as Stan did in creation. Of a lot of these characters. Um, and even later on characters in even, the seventies and stuff, even more so maybe, in some accounts. I mean, he, yeah. was, he was an idea guy. For sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... I, mean, <clears throat> I think he's even said before that the way that Marvel method would go was he would come up with an idea, he'd talk to the artist about it, and say, run with it. And then the artist would basically take that little idea and turn it into a whole story. Yeah. I mean, plotting out everything. And then the writer... I, they would do artwork before they even had the yeah. story written and the writer would come in and... And then Stan would come in and just write dialogue in the spots. And there's even some pages like that Kirby had where he had almost completed dialogue written out for what was happening in each scene. And then Stan would turn that 
that dialogue around and like spruce it up a little bit. But a lot of the the writing was actually happening during the art. Yeah. Where Stan was coming up with some great ideas for characters and origins and things like that. But as far as keeping them going and making exciting stories and getting them out on a regular basis, that the artist was taking a lot of that on too. Um, so kind of a bummer to think. It's not to the level of Bob Kane where I feel like he just completely stole any kind of creative credit for Batman. I mean, just obnoxiously so. Um, whereas I feel like Stan, yeah, he, he did absorb a lot of the credit, but he's also said a lot of times that my memory is faulty. Uh, these guys had a lot of hand in it. He's not been afraid to say their names. Yeah. Um, but it's really the fault of media. that doesn't label him as co-creator. That just lumps all this creative stuff on him. A lot of times to the point too, where they're treating him like he's this artist. Like I've seen a lot of memes mm. and stuff where he's drawing and doing these things. I'm like, Dude, he wasn't even the artist on those things. He did some art pickups here and here and then, like some cleanups and inking, I think. But no, the the artists that created those things were different people. He's it's different people. Yeah. Anyway, though, big loss. Love Stanley. Yeah. Sad to see him go. And that's the last one, basically, of the old big name creators that created the Marvel and DC universes back then. It feels like like he was the last one. We just lost Steve Ditko recently. Yeah. Now Stan's gone. So yeah, that's a shame. Uh, I I look through you know drawing how to draw comics the Marvel way. Is yeah, the book. Oh yeah, you know? and there's so many um, there's so many of those kinds of books now. But mm-hmm. when that came out, there that was it wasn't anything. And uh, reading through that, you can hear Stan's voice. Yeah, in 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 the way it's written, and it just has this energy and <clears throat> and uh, and that was so that was a big. It was a big game changer too. That book was, and I know it is for a lot of people, a lot totally of artists. So well, sad to see him go. For as a tribute, we are doing a quick top five list here. Our top five favorite Marvel characters. Now, Mike and I did compare lists a little bit to try and differentiate them some, because otherwise it would have been a very similar which, list, which we have never done before. Which we haven't, but um, and it's it's really like more my just coming in today and going. Okay, these are my top five right now. This yeah. list fluctuates for me all the time mm-hmm. because the characters themselves fluctuate. You know, there's there's really bad times for Spider-Man comics and Spider-Man films, and there's really good times for Captain America films and you know uh, Captain America comics. And so it'll you know change and f- flow with with how things are going. Um, these are usually five pretty consistent ones for me, but there's other ones that would be popped into this list if you ask me three months from now. But right now, this is how I feel. Yep. Right? My list is, stays... This stays the same forever as it ever. Pretty much the same. It's but never going to change. I tried to, I, I tried to, you know... Be, I, I, bumped a, I bumped a few guys, okay? Bump I bumped a few guys. All right. All right. Were you going to start? Yeah, uh, number five is J. Jonah Jameson. Hey, I was talking about that joking around in here with you today, and I had a feeling that it might make a list. Right? I don't even remember... You say I, I did. I said, uh, "Who's going to be left?" Because at first we were thinking, "Okay, well, maybe we won't do the mainstays." Okay, yeah. And I said, "Oh, who's going to be on the list then? Mary Jane and J. Jonah Jameson." Yeah, and then J. Jonah Jameson. Made the list. Well, I agree. J. Jonah Jameson's a great he's character. Just yeah, he's just a lot of fun, and he's, uh, he's like you're making, you're laughing at him, but yeah. I don't know, but there's something kind of likable about the guy. It's just a really good character. It is. It's a well-written character. It's a nice, a nice foible to. 
Peter Parker while he's Peter Parker and Spider-Man at the same time, and yeah. yet it's the guy that he's working for, and he has to impress. He has to bring these pictures right. that he knows JJ right. is going to use against him as right. Spider-Man. So he's probably spent a lot of time, too, taking publicity photos of himself when he could be fighting crime. And, yeah. But but Jameson also seems to be blundering at times where mm-hmm. he he can't put it together, and he's he's he's... It's just a blowhard, it, but it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah, he's very lovable. Yeah. All right, number five for me is oh, the winter. Oh, it was created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Yeah, that's right. what we're gonna. We're also gonna give credit where credits due as to where these characters came from. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For number five for me is the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this is a more recent character. It's two thousand five. Was the Winter Soldier came back? Um. He was <laughs> Bucky Barnes. And you can find that out, obviously. It's not really a spoiler at this point. The comics are old. The movies are old. Uh, not super old, but they're old enough. Bucky Barnes be- comes back. Bucky was dead for years. And everybody kind of thought, well, the characters will never come back as Bucky. Bucky will stay dead. Uh, and I, I want to say, and I'm pretty sure about this, that DC Comics had Jason Todd, who had passed away, the Robin. And they brought him back before Bucky was brought back as Winter Soldier. Um, I think it was very shortly before that he was coming back, that they were teasing Jason Todd coming back. And, you know, the Jason Todd thing wasn't handled that well. And then Marvel was bringing back Bucky as, as Winter Soldier. And I'm like, oh, well, they're just kind of copying what DC did. And they did a much better job of it. Like, the Winter Soldier story is maybe my favorite Cap story of all time. It's he got a robotic so arm. He got a robotic arm. It's, a cyber arm. It has meaning for Cap for him to come back. It's just like in the movie. I mean, watching Winter Soldier and seeing his his best friend come back uh, and come back as a villain that then has to be turned back and that he's there's a good reasoning for him not having aged as much and how he's this sleeper agent that they wake up and do a job and then they put him back under and they wake him up and he's kind of he's losing it because the real Bucky wants to come back out. But he's had this like brainwashing thing happening. Steve Epting does the art and it's amazing. Uh so yeah, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting are the ones that brought Bucky back as Winter Soldier. The character was originally created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby as Bucky Barnes, but obviously the Winter Soldier is a pretty far departure. You need that Bucky backstory for it to make yeah. sense, but I love Winter Soldier. He's awesome. Um, you should get the action figure. I do have the action hmm. figure. I have action figures. Of the Winter do you have Soldier. a poster? I don't know if I have a poster. I don't hmm. think I have a poster. I should get a poster. You should get one. You should get. One. Have you ever read that, The Winter Soldier? Nope. Man, it's good. It's really good. If you know somebody who has it, maybe they can I'll let me borrow, borrow the trade it. paperbacks. Hmm. Can, all I, right. can I borrow individual uh, issues? Yes. Yes, I'll dig out all the individual issues. Thank you. you borrow those. Shoot them just like you did that to Tracy. That's book. how I prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about that right here? I don't know if we did. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell us real quick. My dad... Because okay, so I was talking about this Dick Tracy uh, comic. I let Mike borrow my copy of Dick Tracy, the new IDW series. Right. So the back, the print on the back is all black, pretty much. You know how black ink does on mm-hmm. comic books and on that glossy paper. And my dad's flipping through it because we were discussing it. And I notice him start, he's trying to wipe off a smudge. And I said, wait, 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 dad. No, that's, it's not, it's not. And yep. he keeps doing it. And before I know it, he's. He's rubbing it on the carpet. He's rubbing this book on the carpet. And he can't tell that it's getting worse. It's like it's, the Mr. Bean with the painting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not getting better. It's not. It's getting worse. I said, it's not a smudge. You're wiping the, you're rubbing the ink off. 
So anyway, I had to return it to James. Run it back all, <laughs> all, all crinkled and like big smudges all over it. Put your, uh, put your book back. Uh, it is new. Uh, <laughs> just looking on the table. <laughs> I should have known better, but good stuff though. It was worth it. It was worth it. Was it. Worth the four dollars. <laughs> At least it, it was funny. <laughs> If it was something you really cared about, no, 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 I, I wouldn't was, have won. That, that was great. Uh, okay, my number four is Ghost Rider. Hey, that's a good one. Go now you talking about original Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider or Danny Ketch? What? There's two different Ghost Riders. Actually, there's more than two. But the two you would know. I wrote. I, I saw that there were a bunch of them. There's Johnny Blaze, trying. the original, and Danny Ketch, which was like the '90s one where he had the like motorcycle with the big thin I, thing on the I, front. At, right now, yeah, it's Johnny Blaze. The other one is what I grew up with. You grew with, up with Danny Ketch. Spikes on the... Yeah. And I love but that. But it's just the character itself. I love that too. It's really... Yeah, I mean, those are... I count that as a progression. Yeah. And I love both of those, so that's that's fine. But um, I do love that old outfit with the... It's supposed to be black leather, really, but it's all blue. It's painted, yeah. you know, it's, it's... In the comics, it's blue. And he has, like, a regular motorcycle, basically, which is, like, yeah. flame wheels back in the old one. You know, a flame head. Yeah, the flame, the flame brain. Yeah. Yeah. These are all flame brains. Cool. It's always been cool. Cool design. Gary Character. Frederick and Mike Plug. There you go. So again, Stanley didn't have a hand in that one, but news articles would credit him. I was, uh, I was kind of amazed at looking some of this up at how many had more than one person involved yeah. in, a, in a creation. You can, I think of characters as being, well, this one person. This guy made it. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a team effort. Usually a couple people. My number four is Doctor Doom, mm. the long-standing villain of the Marvel Universe. who was originally introduced mm. as the Fantastic Four enemy, but became an enemy basically to the whole Marvel Universe. Which that's that's a breakout for me. When when a Rogues Gallery character that you identify, most Rogues are you identify the Joker's with Batman, yeah, and you know Green Goblin's with Spider Man, and uh, Magneto's with the X Men. Doctor Doom is more than just an FF villain. He's a villain of the entire Marvel yeah. universe, um, and that's that's amazing to take to elevate yourself past the point that you're just tied to just one group. Okay, he'll always be an FF villain, but I mean, Secret Wars, he's the the main guy, and it's I could see him now that they've got Fox, him being the next villain to fight the Avengers. You know, mm -hmm. like being the big baddie. Of the Marvel Universe, and it's—he's a normal guy. Like he's just incredibly intelligent. He's like if Tony Stark or, or Reed Richards went bad, that's what happens. You know, these yeah. guys are normal. Well, in the case of Tony Stark, it's a normal guy that's a front runner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's just a normal guy that invents things. If you yeah. take that and flip it, and it went bad, you get Doctor Doom, and he's ruthless, but he's got all this intelligence. He has his own country. It's. He's the the big baddie that Marvel should have. I was going to put him on my list, but I did. I already taken it. It's all right. I already took it. He was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby back in 1962 in Fantastic Four. The dynamic duo for sure. Yes, Kirby and Lee is yeah. a big, a big one for most of the characters. Think about Doctor Doom's look too. Really doesn't need it updated. I mean, it's, it doesn't. It's mainly He's been the same. Stayed the same pretty much. I mean, sometimes somebody dumb comes along and feels like they need to put a twist on it, but it almost always goes back to that silver armor with the green. Yeah. Tunic and case. It's iconic. Yep. Um, number three is Daredevil. It's a good one. The Man Without Fear. Yeah. Um, Does he have fear or? Let's no. see. I'm trying to think if he has, if he's with fear or without fear, hmm. and I do, I don't think there's any way to know. Yeah, you can't you can't find that out. Nobody should know. But need I say more about it? 
No, you don't. Iconic look. It's it's bold, honestly, to have. I know he always has, hasn't always had. Uh, I like the. I like the yellow and I love the red and yellow. I like the, I love the red and yellow too. I grew up with the all red, of course, and it's very stark. Yeah, to just just boldly just say this is all this, this is it all red it's all red. You get a little couple little black to ground it. Yeah, you know black belt black DD. And not uh, even that is sometimes sometimes the DD's red. Sometimes the yeah, red that's belt's right. red. That's right. So, yeah, sometimes but it's all red. You just get a little bit, and it, it plays so well. I know most of my picks are visual, but uh, it plays so well against It's just so much cooler oh, that's great. for him. And um, I had the Secret Wars figure. I think that was the first Secret Wars figure I had was Daredevil. Daredevil. And, and he's a superhero that has a, a major weakness yeah. as a human that, uh, you know, lends to his strengths as a superhero and uh yeah just that's cool i like the ones too that have a secret identity that kind of ties into what they do as a hero so like Mm -hmm. peter parker he's a photographer and he's got to take pictures of himself finding these criminals yeah so it's almost like he needs the criminals to make the money same with daredevil kind of that he's a lawyer yeah and so he's got to do his law thing which is but in the meantime being a vigilante which is against the law and a lot of times he's prosecuting the same criminals that or defending the same criminals that he's kind of been involved in the whole deal with. So it's, it's this weird double-edged sword of, of Daredevil where he's got to be on the right side of the law and be a lawyer and then be on the other side of the law and kind of do this vigilante thing. Be a vigilante. Very much against the law. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like that aspect of the character too. And his Netflix series is incredible. It's so good. Season three is on right now. Season three was great. You watched it all? Already? I watched the whole thing, man. Hmm. I could not stop. It was so good. I haven't watched season two of Jessica Jones or Iron Fist or Luke Cage, but um, when season three of Daredevil rolled around, I was like, first I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, I should watch the other ones first. I was like, well, I'm just going to watch just one episode of the Daredevil and see what it's like. And man, I couldn't stop. It's, it may be my favorite season of the three. Daredevil, hmm. The best overall Netflix season, maybe. It's either Daredevil season one or that. It's hmm. my favorite overall. Hmm. That, Netflix season. And it was great. Hmm. So good. Uh, so that was your number three, right? That was my number three. My number three is Captain America. Number three. 1941 right. by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Uh, again, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, but it, that character is being given... Because Stanley was involved in coming back in Avengers and everything, and I understand that, but again, he's seen as a creator of this, and he's not the creator of Captain America. A lot of people, I guess if you go up to people on the streets and you said, who created Captain America? Most are going to say Stanley. If they have an answer, it's going to be Stanley. Um, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon should be getting the credit for Captain America. And this is in no way a disservice to Stanley. And I'm not just trying, trying to, get, to come across. I'm just trying to just clarify. Trying to whereas a lot of these sites aren't clarifying that. Stan did a ton of stuff. I'm just trying to give credit to the other and guys. As you pointed out, he would have, he would point that out too. He yeah. would want those guys to get credit. Totally. Did I, did I say who? Created Daredevil is Bill Everett. You did not. And Stanley. There you go. So Stanley again did. involved. There you in go. The- Wally Wood had a big hand in Daredevil, and he doesn't get the credit he should get. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that happened with Daredevil from Wally Wood after those two. That's right. Laid yeah. Down there was, that he doesn't get credit. I know for. there was. There's a controversy still. Yeah. He doesn't. Get, I don't that. think he gets credit on the Netflix series, and he really should. Right. Um. Okay. So Captain America. I mean, I'm an American. Hey. So this is like. Hey. This is my hero. You know, this is, he's from, he's got our country. 
he wears the flag. He's yeah. got our country in his name. Um, but, and the whole thing of him going to fight Nazis, then going away and then coming back and a man out of time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. The whole, and it's perfectly portrayed in the, mo- in the movies, in my opinion. I mean, that's, that's a great, if you want to just get the feel of Captain America, watch Captain America first adventure. That's Joe Johnston. Great. Yeah. The, the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain yep. America first event. Actually, all three Cap films are the best the Cinematic the Universe has one, to offer. It's good. The second one was um, I think they go in order. They come out for me. Like, First Avenger's the best. Winter Soldier's the second best. Civil War's the third. But he's always great. Chris Evans is always great as Captain America. Yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like a Christopher Reeve thing now. Like, when I think of Captain America, it's tough for me not to think of Chris Evans as Captain mm-hmm. America now. Um, although I've loved Captain America for a long time, there's been some great storylines. It's more the character himself that I really like and not specific storylines that I can go back and think of. Yeah. I really liked reading that or I really liked that spot. It's just the character of Captain America that I like. Yeah. So which number two, number two is uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. That's my number two as well. So we can just do this right now. Okay. Well, yeah. I, yeah, some of them I couldn't, they had to be on there still. Yeah. I mean, Wolverine is Wolverine. Uh, what can I say? Growing up as a kid in the nineties, we just did the last X. The last the episode X-Men was X Men. If you have not listened to that yet, go back and listen to the previous episode where we discuss all of the X Men films, <clears throat> which was enjoyable. But yeah, Wolverine, um, and and a character that has a shorter, much shorter existence than many of these other characters, and to really kind of rise to the top. I mean, he's very, very popular. Yeah, and uh, has a lot of a lot going for him as a character, as far as the internal struggles and his powers are very different. You know, it's not yeah. like he's. It's not just where oh, I got flight and super strength, or I've got he doesn't have he doesn't have toxic sludge poured yeah. on him or something. He, you know, he's part of an experiment that was that he was being used in because he already had. This the other power, yeah. which the healing factor on it by itself. Well, he had the bone claws too. Yeah, but they didn't reveal that until yeah. the '90s that he had bone claws underneath there. I'll For see. the longest time, it was just that he had a healing factor. He had those animal senses, yeah. and the claws and the adamantium bonded to his skeleton were totally the experiment stuff. And then when the adamantium was ripped out, then it was revealed that there were bone claws underneath. I see. Um, but for long, he doesn't remember at that point. He never remembered having bone claws. It was he always thought that those were part of the experiment that he got these claws from. Um, that's yeah, that's kind of cool. That's, that's more cool. cool stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it was a big exciting moment when he got when he gets the adamantium ripped out and he pops the bone claws for the first time. Everybody was like, "Whoa, he had bone claws? Those were bone yeah. underneath there the whole time." So it was kind of neat. I mean, it was uh, maybe something they didn't envision originally that yeah. this this writer decided. Well, wouldn't this be cool as if he had these this whole time? Um, it's a character that's that should be kind of unlikable because he is kind of does have an attitude towards a lot of people most of the time. He's yeah. a loner, um, but he's likable because of all those things. It's like, oh man, I like the, the outside character, and he's kind of played out now. Like, I mean, he got to be everywhere. Yeah. Once once a character becomes popular, Marvel had a good method of of driving them into the ground, like making them appear way too much. Yeah. Like Venom. Who got really popular and then it was everywhere and it was like okay I'm venomed out and I got Wolverine out like yeah, it was it was sure. too much and I feel like he's still in the comics I'm a little Wolverine out but I still love the character and growing up and uh, 
really liking the X-Men. It was probably my first comic that I really got heavy into actually collecting and keeping and going, I'm building this collection. Wolverine was the standout. I had the Secret Wars figure at that point. Um, Pride of the X-Men came out, that little cartoon thing, and getting Wolverine on the, you know, seeing him in a cartoon was like, wow, Wolverine! And then the Toy Biz figures, and just, yeah, Wolverine was such an awesome character. And, you know, there's certain characters that everybody likes. He becomes the breakout star, and he's the one everybody wants the the shirt of and the sneakers of and the figures of. And that was Wolverine, but there was a reason, and that's because he was so cool, man. Wolverine was so cool. Yeah, I mean, who's it going to be, Cyclops? Who's it going to be, Cyclops, man? No. I like Gambit, but he wasn't going to be the breakout character. No. Wolverine was what everybody wanted to see. Yep. Because he's got the claws and the attitude and the... That's right. It's the most primal... He's cool. Uh, yeah. Even taking a big fight, Wolverine's not going to be that much help. But there was always a way to make Wolverine help. I think people really like an underdog. And yeah. Wolverine, though he has the claws and the strengths that we see, he seems like an underdog because his powers aren't on some... This bigger Cosmic level. level. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Magneto has control over metal. That's huge. And Professor huge. X has mind powers. And even laser eyes, you would say, is like, that's an otherworldly power that's just... Yeah. Everybody's power is otherworldly, except Wolverine is like, oh, that's the human guy. That's the human guy. He's that, got claws. Once again, he's he my ego into... That's just what we were talking about last week on the movie. Yeah. When we were talking about the movies. He's the ego into the story in a way. It might not be... The comics might not be written that way. Well, there is... I mean, I remember... Or at least when earlier on. The, the, there was a sequence in the Hellfire Club where they're taking out like all the X-Men and Wolverine gets like thrown through the whole building. And at the end of the issue, I think it was John Byrne. If I remember right. This has been a while at the end of the issue, he's in the sewers and he pops his claws and he's like, it says something like now it's my turn. And it's, Uh, It was really cool. And at that time, it was like, whoa, look at this. This guy. It's the underdog. Everybody else is taken out. He's going to go. And he takes him. He goes up to the whole thing. And he's he's like the guy you watch now. Um, People love the underdog. underdog come back. It's like Rocky. Yeah. I mean, people people want to see that. Wolverine. Wolverine. All right. So what's number one? I know know who your number one is. You do. I do. It's uh, mine is Captain America. Okay. And we just talked about him. But yeah, the... The fun of the suit, the colors are bright, especially, you know, in the comic. Um, it's old glory, which the American flag can, can, although I'm proud of our country, it can be sort of corny, you know, there's a, like, it can come across as corny on certain, the, the, after 9-11, everybody had the, the flag shirt yeah. and old Navy was having the, the flag and it just got to be like, oh, this is flea market stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Captain America never felt like that. Never. It's always a point of pride and and once again a bold direction, a bold statement and just be like this guy is our guy. Yeah. And he is not ashamed of that either. He's, not. he's This is what <clears throat> he is. He's proud of his country and he he does he is for justice and unwavering uh, you know yeah. and um and the shield is a nice accessory. It's like, it's different. It's a cool weapon. It's just a different thing. The whole thing is has its own feel and um, the tie into the World War II stuff and yeah, being a man out of time and all that is yeah. is got to be my favorite. I, I He's ne- great. I, I seldom see a Captain America image or something that I don't, don't go. I don't respond to in some way, you know, kind of positively. Yeah. Um, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> My number one, I, th- I think everybody kind of saw this one coming, uh, is Spider-Man. Yeah. 
Oh, Captain America created. Oh, I already did it online, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Wolverine. We should say Wolverine. Wolverine was created in 1979 by Roy Thomas and Lynn Wein. And then John Romita Sr. actually did the design hmm. for him, but Herb Trimpey drew him in his first appearance. Hulk oh, well, okay. So, yeah. Um, so John Romita, John Romita is actually one that designed it, but then he didn't draw the first appearance. Yeah. So you got four guys basically involved in creating this. Cool. Um, okay, so Spider-Man is my number one. Right. Created by Stanley and, and Steve Ditko. I mean, he's just the best. It's, yeah. it's tough to top this character overall. He's got an amazing supporting cast. He's got an amazing rogues gallery. He's got an amazing outfit. He's got amazing in the title. And he's got amazing in the title. He's got some great films. He's got some great cartoons, great toys. He's had a lot of great comic stories. It's been a long time since Spider-Man's been really good in the comics, but he had a long run. Yeah. Very great comics. And the really, the cool things about the character for me is that his other side was unlike pretty much any other one at that yeah. point. It was a nerdy kid that gets to become a superhero. Um, and that as a kid growing up was like, that was a really cool thing to identify with. These other ones were grownups and they, yeah. you know, Clark Kent was a reporter at some, this guy is in high school and he's a nerd and he's an outcast and he gets made fun of. And just like I was getting made fun of for being a nerd and an outcast and stuff. But, and then he became this hero, but he was still this nerdy kid underneath it. He didn't like change into this, this other guy immediately. He was still a nerdy kid. And he's, and that's when he works best is when he's the nerdy down on his luck outcast kid. And still does the superhero thing. And then the other thing that I really like about him with his origin, Batman's origin is tra is tragic. It's a tragedy that his parents died and he had to witness it. But he had no active part in that. Like, he could not have stopped it. Yeah. And he didn't cause the burglar to come, or the, the robber to kill his parents. He the bugler. Whereas Spider-Man has an active role in his origin and in his the death of uncle Ben, like he actually is at fault basically. <clears throat> so his motivation is guilt in a way that Batman's is different. I think Batman feels yeah. guilty for having his parents, but he couldn't do anything about it. Spider-Man could have done something about it. It's his pride and his greed when he gets these powers that get in the way and yeah. cause him to not stop this robber that then kills his uncle Ben. So he has an active role in the death of uncle Ben, which is then his motivation to become Spider-Man and stay Spider-Man. And no matter how bad it gets, he still puts on the suit and does his thing. He, he still is Spider-Man. I mean, he's gets down on his luck and he has no job and he has his can't, girlfriend. Can't get the and, girl. You know, he does bad in school because he has to be Spider-Man and he misses the test or doesn't study that night because he got to go to Spider-Man. And then J. Jonah Jameson over there is blaming him for all the things that's happening, but he keeps on being Spider-Man. And that's just, that's a great character. Yeah. That, that's, such it, it's crazy that it took so long to get it in a movie because it's such a great character. It's one of the greatest characters, not just in comics, but just one of the greatest characters yeah. ever made. And Op cool powers opens up a lot of uh, you know discussion and yeah. possibility of discussion for moral and ethic totally ethical uh, situations. And with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and that's um, it's, yeah. It's it's actually my number two, but I already had. It on I, I list, so kept it off. We would have had the exact same list, I think. Yeah, it would have been really close. Otherwise, um, yeah, Spider-Man is... He's great. And what cool powers, man. Cool, very very neat powers. I like both versions. It makes more sense to me that he has a natural web slinging. I do too. Although it probably would have come out of his butt. Yeah. 
Um, but I also love the idea of him kind of being shorted this power that comes and along with the spider. And he says, well, how can I make that happen? And he makes the mechanical yeah, web I mean, slingers. They could have easily just said in the comic, like, yeah, he sprays webs. Yeah. That's the, and in movies, it makes sense to do that. I, I, I'll never down talk the Sam Raimi movies. I, the first two, I won't. Um, because in the movie universe, it made sense for him to just have them because it gets you a step further in the story faster. But in the comics to have gone, let's take away that one, and he has to make it. That's like an extra step that you didn't have to take back then, and then it completely adds another level to the character for years to come yeah. that he had to make these web shooters. And you get all these stories where he runs out of web fluid, or that his web fluid or his web shooters jam up, and he can't yeah. now doesn't have that power anymore. Um, that's just awesome. It's an awesome little element to just add in there. It's just another layer that makes the character so cool and so. Um, just multifaceted, I guess, yeah. just to have it this little extra thing that they didn't have to put in there and then they put it in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Spider-Man tops. All right. Runner-ups for me are Punisher. Punisher's great. Nick Fury, both mm-hmm. versions. Uh, Doc, Dr. Octopus, I actually think is... That's a good one. Kind of cool. He's like understated. I know there's nothing special really about his suit or he usually has that bowl haircut. I always think he looks... You know, I used to think, he's, yeah. this guy's kind of goofy looking, but he does have mechanical uh, octopus arms. He's got mechanical octopus arms. I, I, a lot of the Spider-Man stuff's on the runners-up for me. Go, oh, you were going to say something else? I was just going to say Iron Man. Honestly, Iron Man, for sure. He's a runner-up for me, too. Should have been on my list, but I bumped it to make it a little more interesting. Yeah. But Iron Man really is probably, like, number three, maybe? Number four? I mean, he's... Iron Man fluctuates. For Wolverine me has to be a little bit higher, but as yeah. far as, of course, movies go, that first Iron Man, the first movie Iron Man's is great, fantastic. He's really solid in Avengers: Infinity War. Too. And it's just like Batman, where you have somebody who doesn't have powers, and he has to yeah. use his mind and create those things. And I just love that. So. I, I I would put him on my. Uh, it'd be Iron Man. A lot of the Spider-Man villains and supporting cast, like Green Goblin, Venom, mm-hmm. is high on my list. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson was high on my list. Carnage up. Carnage is really cool. Um, and then uh, Iron Man and well, there's another one I was just about to say and I've lost it. Iron uh, Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yes. Yeah. Iron Maiden. Uh, definitely. Professor X, Magneto. Those are those are high up for me. Yeah. Magneto. Um, I like Gambit a lot. Definitely. Magneto is great. He's great. got a really cool origin. Um, Kingpin. That was one that I was thinking of. Mm. Like Kingpin is another one where. He's not just defined with just Daredevil. He's also with Spider-Man and with Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's it's not on the scale Doctor Doom is, but he's <clears throat> especially when you watch the Netflix show too. It's like him on that is man, amazing. The All king. right, he's the king. So, king. so let's hear. Do you guys have any of your own Marvel characters you like to share, or like a Stanley thought you would like to share? Go to Facebook.com/slash/ActionFeatures and make a post. Go to ActionFeatures.net, make a post for everyone to make a post about it. Um, that's about it. Right. That's it, yeah. All right. Excelsior. Excelsior. Enough said. Rest in peace, Dan. Right ear time. If you're deaf in your right ear, switch the microphone or the headphone over to the left.